Hey, small group leaders, welcome to Group Talk at TheBridge.me, where life is better together and leading is also better together. Now, my name is Marshall Peterson, and I'm very excited uh, because we have a very special guest that is very near and dear to my heart, as hard of a time as I give this guy in the booth this morning or this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, we have the one, the only Don Heath. Don, how are you? I'm doing great today, Marshall, and it's good to be with you. Uh, I'm just excited about what we may talk about today. That is the excitement indeed, because while I've given you a heads up on a few things, we may venture down a couple of other roads, uh, which I think is fine. Uh, but Don, I do, uh, I want our leaders to know who you are, because you have been such an integral part to the bridge for so many different reasons. I know for <laughs> me, we've had a lot of uh, discussions over coffee, sure, and sure. we've even... Uh, made a trip uh, overseas at once upon a time. That is correct. But why don't you tell us, uh, what, what do you do outside of the bridge? Uh, we have a business that provides care for elder adults in their homes primarily. Um, awesome. This franchise has been around for 12 years now. Yes. All right. Now, uh, the first time I ever met you um, was in the hallway. I, I remember this specifically. It wasn't a big deal to you because you met a lot of people, but you're a big deal to me, Okay. Um, and I heard you were going on a little trip, and this little trip was to another country that I wanted to be a part of. Sure. Um, now, you take different trips throughout the year to different locations. Can you tell a little a bit about that? Sure. I lead an international mission humanitarian organization that goes to what I say the crazy places of the world. They are crazy. And, and I think that, that trip that you heard about, you wanted to go to Morocco. And yes. We used to do a lot of work in Morocco. We did. We did. And that was that was, uh, that was was an interesting trip, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun. It was, um, a, it was a different trip that we had from design. Uh, and then we had a lot of interesting people on that particular trip. You know, I think the scripture that comes to mind was that Satan prohibited us from going <laughs> to certain locations. <laughs> just seems to pop up over and over when it came to that trip. But, um, no, Don, you have been at the bridge for quite some time, and you have been involved in small group ministry for quite some time. How did you and Debbie, your wife, get started? Well, at our previous church, we had small groups, and yeah. then we made a commitment to be a partner here, um, to start coming to this church in 2004, okay. I think in April of that year. And that fall is when Kenny came, and one of the big things that he was going to start was small groups. Yeah. And so we... Just because it's kind of who we are, we wanted to be, be become a part of a of a small group and help lead a small group. Yeah, and I, I love that. And you've been you've led many groups. You've been in many groups. Um, since, different focuses of different yes, groups. That's you right. Know, that type of thing. You've done uh, couples groups. I'm sure you've done men's groups. You've done starting point uh, from right. time to time. Right. We're starting a, a new group this semester with you, kind of leading the the, the charge with that. Um, and that's why I'll, I'm. I love that you're here for this discussion because I think a lot of group leaders would would really benefit from a conversation just about discipleship and sure. what that looks like because uh, that was the last thing that Jesus said before he ascended into heaven in Matthew 28. He says, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Making disciples, that is our mission. Sure, uh, sure. That is what we are geared to do. So I would love to kind of look at that through the lens of small group leader. And before we even get going, how would you define disciple, like discipleship? How would you, if someone's coming up to you saying, what does that even mean? What would you say to them? Well, you know, I think if we looked, uh, Googled or whatever, I think uh, uh, the definition of a disciple is a student or a follower of. Yeah. And there's many different types of disciples. I mean, from 
businesses, from education, ideologies, uh, even even in athletics. You know, we though we may not use the cyber right. per se, yeah, but. They they've really looked at film, or they modeled their career, right. or they've done yeah. a different thing after a particular person. Yeah. Specifically, then with the context that we're talking here, mm-hmm. it would be someone that is a disciple, is one that's a student of or a follower of Jesus, trying to emulate and and do life as Jesus Himself would. Yeah. So how when you come into a small group, like for a different semester, whether you've got a a whole new crop of people in your group or maybe a few other, how do you assess where the spiritual growth is on a timeline or on a spiritual line with with the current small group? How do you assess where they are spiritually as a group? Maybe not as individuals, but as a group. Well, I don't know that you can real well Mm. uh, in that first meeting. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can ask some questions and get history and and things like that, but I almost think you have to do a little bit of life with them. Mm. Um, how see how they react? Uh, you know, I there was a man that used to say it's not how someone acts, but how they react. Yeah. And so, and look at their conversation. What's important to them. you can just tell by what their conversation yeah. is about. Yeah, about how important things are to them. Right, and that and and so you have to consider. Where are they coming from? What is their point of reference? Yeah. Uh, even questions that they may ask. Uh, and so I don't think that's something that happens in that first meeting. Yeah. But you can certainly ask about their history right. and give you an indication of maybe where they're headed or what's important to them in the future. I mean, how do you handle that? Do you come right out and say, hey, this is this is the information I'm trying to get? Or do you kind of do it more of an organic way and just say, hey, we're going to go out to coffee or we're going to do this in our group meeting at, at, over a meal? Or, I mean, what are some methods that you do to kind of get that information out of people in your group? I do it much more organically. Yeah. I mean, uh, Debbie and I both, Debbie's my wife, and... Uh, we, I don't know that you can do life without, um, uh, or do discipleship without food. But but anyway, one hundred percent agree. Or, or, or coffee or whatever. We can look at scripture and back <laughs> yeah. it up with yeah. you know, how Jesus did it. There there we go. Yeah. And so um, not only in our group times, we're going out to eat dinner or lunch or something with different couples, or I may meet a couple of guys and do different things or play golf or, or yeah. throw axes or whatever yeah. we may <laughs> do. Yeah. But. Sure. Uh, you're just doing life with them uh, outside the context of that uh, of that weekly of meeting, right. that allotted yeah. time. Yeah. And then even in those allotted times, there's times that we are uh, eating together there or doing something. And the conversation is not just about what we're studying yeah. or doing, yeah. but it's, again, it's about life. And you can just discern what's important to people, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Sure, sure. So... Once you've kind of gathered that, those data points for, for different people in your group, because I'm sure there have been groups where you've had some people who are memorizing the book of Romans and then some people who are like, okay, I've heard of this Jesus guy. Tell me more about him. Sure. When you've got just kind of a, a wide variety of people, especially when we throw up no perfect people loud right. on the church door, how do you then gather that information and move forward? Like what's your next step as far as Bible studies? I mean, is it book the, through the book of the Bible? Is it a, a right now media study? What do you what approach do you take at that point? Well, I think that's a hard thing as far as to knowing what direction to go. Like one one night specifically, I remember one guy in our group said, "No, what is a quiet time?" Right. We, we take for granted certain things 
uh, references to certain things that uh, for someone that's not been in church much or has, doesn't even have a relationship with God yeah. or, or things, we can't assume a whole lot. Yes. So that makes it really difficult if we have a lot of diversity in the um, maturities, the spiritual maturity of different people in the group. Yeah. And so I think with that in mind, we have to hit some different uh, points even then. And as we preface some things, uh, studies, we almost need to preface it with the idea, this is going to focus on this. So people kind of know what they're getting to. into. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem is not usually those more, uh, those less mature or babies in Christ, I think the scripture may say, it's these, um, the know-it-alls. Uh, that that right. oh this sure. is this is too immature for me right, or whatever right right, right. going deep enough yeah right. and and I I would like for them to go to your group anyway sure uh, that, that, I'll take yeah right you can have those <laughs> but then what we do over the years we probably do almost every different type of media or medium mm -hmm. as yeah. far as study either we're studying a book of the Bible yeah or we're reading through and processing what this particular book. Uh, by some author has written yeah. or we're watching a video series that goes along with this. And one thing about my groups, um, I don't, I don't want to teach. Mm -hmm. um, if I've trusted the people to be there, that maybe the Holy Spirit was involved with them being there, yeah. I want to do more facilitation yeah, yeah. than I want to be a, a teacher. Right. How does that, like, how do you flesh that out? Because, you know, we have curriculums that we'll, we'll give out as group life or we'll send people to, to Right Now Media where, you know, you can watch a video or it gives you a script and how to do that. Like, as a leader, though, and you get more in tune with your group and where they are, I mean, how do you not – because I know sometimes we, we know the answer and we just want to, to give that answer and say, you know, here's how you fix your life, sure. young person um, or old person, however you define yourself. How do you do that? I mean, what's how, how would you go about facilitating? Like, just kind of what are some methods that, you know, maybe style of questions that you would even pose in your group or how you would lead your a lot of time in that group? Well, certainly you ask leading questions. Yes. I mean, you have <laughs> right. to do, you have to do that yeah. from time to time. Sometimes you also bite your tongue some. Sure. Um, but I think you get input from. Others, mm -hmm. uh, if, if an issue or a question has come up, uh, and you either validate one response or you may say, have you considered this? Yeah. Or sometimes it's easy to say, well, let's just, let's just go back and see, what, see if we can find what Scripture says. Yeah, yeah. Because that, if that's the basis for the, the, for the truth, right. then that's most important. I don't want them to leave that group and say, this is what we believe because Don said it. Right. Because yes. we, I mean, mine might be more accurate than yours, sure. but still there's going to be a lot of error in Absolutely. both of those. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we both fall short. Um, you've been falling short a lot longer than I have, though, so let me just go ahead and throw it out there. But, um, and, and y'all need to know this, how much I love Don Heath, and I think he loves me, but, um, you know, Oh, uh, Marshall, I love you. I mean, <laughs> I love you so much, man. There was so much hesitation there. He knows I need <laughs> verbal affirmation. Um, well, how would you, because you mentioned this earlier and I loved it and I, I wanted to come back to it. How would you advise our small group leaders who are listening to invest outside of your allotted time, outside of your group time meeting to get 
uh, to gauge where someone is spiritually or a couple is spiritually? How? What, just what are some ways that you would just even begin to approach that with, with certain people or different ways that you've done in the past that have been successful? Well, first of all, maybe maybe break your groups down into smaller groups, yeah. your group into smaller groups. Like last night, for instance, our group met, but last night the guys went to a barbecue place and mm-hmm. talked about our particular study, and the ladies went to La Madeline's. Yeah. And so kind of just making the group smaller yeah. gives greater opportunity uh, for for that type of thing. Yep. But then be intentional. Um whether the group likes to play golf or the like, the group likes to do something, uh, or just even if it's you know it's just an activity that's totally social in nature. Yeah. Uh, go, but even in those times, be asking, hey, what's been going on in your life? Yeah. How are things? Right. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and there's there's going to be things that came come up that are some just a need or some maybe even some urgent needs. Yeah. And asking how you can help and how you can process, mm-hmm. but also watching how they're dealing with those particular things in right. their life. Again, those reactions, how are they reacting yeah. to life events? We all know it's not a matter of if something comes up, but just when. No doubt, especially in the day and age. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people are really concerned, like today, you know, about gas prices and, yeah. and things like that. I mean, it's... Their financial income is is being challenged a little yeah. bit just yeah. by cost of going from point A to point B. How often do you incorporate scripture in those moments? I mean, is it every time that you're talking to someone, you've got a verse that you're doing? And I'm asking this because, you know, I just I feel like the world of where it's going, there's so much quote unquote truth out there. Uh, I mean, how often do you incorporate outside of obviously when we're meeting together, you know, we talk about scripture. Do you try to encourage them to read scripture outside of the group where they're on their own or you're still kind of doing it, you know, we, we're able to do that digitally now. Like, how do you input scripture into someone's week that, that might be in your group? Well, that's a great question. Um, as I, as we end a lot of our, of our group times mm-hmm. at our home, Usually have some things to say. Hey, do one. Think yeah, about one of these some things. Homework, sure. Some kind of kind of homework, but yeah. not really much gotcha. homework. Yeah, but that's I mean, a bad word. be praying about this in your life, or, yeah. or be asking God to show you this in your life, or 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 do this. And then sometimes, when we start the next week, not all the time, and it's not an accountability time necessarily. Sure. But sometimes we'll ask, Hey, just curious, did anybody did God speak or do or respond or what was yeah. happened from last week's right. study. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I I think we need to do that. And that's a part of helping guide people down that road of of discipleship or, or growing in the relationship with God because they need to look and see how God's truth can come into their life twenty four seven. Yeah. You know, from that standpoint. Right, right. As I'm doing life with people, you know, I think I refer the things in my life or to God on a reasonable amount of time. I'm probably not one that does a whole lot of scripture quoting. Mm-hmm. I do a whole lot of of, uh, of Don's paraphrase. Sure, yeah, uh, that's usually you, the best you, kind. You know, I said, hey, you know, this is something that, boy, God encouraged me with yeah. or showed, showed me at this time. And, uh, you know, he says this. Um, 
I I also there's I read a book years ago, How to Become the Contagious Christian, mm. and um, it was about making transitions to God things, mm-hmm. not quoting scripture or anything like yeah. that, but but how do we bring life events and challenges to the filter yeah. of going, you know, that God filter, yeah. looking at it from God's perspective. Absolutely. That's a great word. And you've given us a lot of great words in this time. And, and I'm, you've encouraged us so much already, but I want to ask you, like, what's one, what's one more thing, one thing that you can encourage when it comes to discipleship of our small group leaders who are going to listen to this podcast? Like, what would you encourage slash challenge them when it comes to their groups? You know, Marshall, I'm a, I've competed and ran for a long, long time. More okay. years than you are owed. Okay. Um, and over the last many years, I've focused more on uh, distance events. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, I do a lot of half marathons. Mm-hmm. But discipleship and looking at discipleship among the people that God's allowed us to have in our lives, it's certainly not a sprint event. No and sometimes we do not... S- what we do today, you know, who knows when we might see some outcome of that or mm-hmm. how a yeah. life has changed. Mm-hmm. Life change does not, or life transformation does not happen overnight. Yeah. And sometimes it may even be after they are no longer in our group mm-hmm. that we see God right. doing something or them acting in that time. So I guess the biggest thing is, and this is hard, is not to be discouraged. Sure, that's great. Don't don't be discouraged if you don't see John or Susan tomorrow doing something totally different. You know, if they they lead out, you know, start off with a uh, string of cuss words, you know, that's okay, you know, for that standpoint. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, So I think that's the big key is that we, it is a journey and it's a process. And just as God has worked in our own lives, and we can look back and, you know, how how have how fast have I transformed, or mm-hmm. how how much have I changed? Uh, it's going to be the same in their lives, yeah. and that I think that's the single biggest yeah. the biggest challenge of being a, a small group leader is that we do this for two months or three months or four months. We want to see people more committed to our that's groups, right. and we yeah. want to see this result. <laughs> right. We want right. them stepping up, willing to pray, yeah. and and things like that. And but you, if you look at it, you can you can see where Mike would used to never pray. Yeah. In the group. Yeah. And now he's praying. Right. And again, that's not a, necessarily a mark of discipleship, but that does show a boldness or change that's in his right. life. I think it's a big deal, too. So, yeah. And so, so anyway, those you look for small things. That's great. But also look from a longer perspective. Well, that's a great reminder. And, and Don, I know how grateful I am for you. I know how grateful the bridge is for you. Um, and we are grateful for small group leaders yes. as well. Yes. Um, thank you for all you're doing. You are in the grind, and you're not just sharing the truth of the gospel, but you are sharing your lives as well with those no perfect people who come to our church. But, uh, Don, thank you for being here today. Good to be here. We are so grateful for you. And, uh, leaders, we love you, and we are praying for you. And you guys uh, have a great Sounds great.